Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Dynasty the king, king. Oh, yeah. Monday, October 2nd, 2023 will be a day that lives in infamy for the Walsh family household. My son, who is six months old, decided to have the biggest poop humanly possible. This kid probably weighs 12 pounds. There was probably six pounds of poop. He lost weight. I was medically concerned. I was actually on the phone with Dylan. He was pooping all over the floor. We tried to get him on the changing mat. He started kicking his feet, spewing it on our couch. We had to take him in the shower and rinse him off. It was by far one of the most intense and hilarious moments I've had as a parent. And I share that with you to say that was more entertaining and I would rather do that again the exact same way than have to rewatch the Giants versus the Seahawks that came on <laughs> later in the evening. We are not a Seahawks show. We are a fantasy show. There was not many storylines to have other than the Giants don't have an offensive line. And there was so many other great fantasy storylines to get to this week. Gentlemen, do we have any objection from just skipping over the Monday Night Football reaction and talking about some greatness that happened this week? No, absolutely. Not. Move along. Move along. Move along. All American. If you want the stats, you can look them up. Kenneth Walker had a fine game. Daniel Jones got killed. Geno Smith had an injury scare, came back. Let's get to a player that did have an entertaining game to watch. Christian McCaffrey. Davis, I think you were maybe an episode or two early on asking the question of, is he the GOAT? of fantasy football, specifically the running back position. How good does it feel to roster a guy who put up four touchdowns, is being used in every which way by Kyle Shanahan, and looks healthier than he has ever been? He is. He is. And I know this is going to piss Michael Smith off. He is the fantasy football GOAT. At least what I've seen in my lifetime. And I think he continues to solidify it. The only thing that's ever stood against him when it comes to that is his ability to stay on the field, his ability to be healthy, right? But we've seen, knock on wood, the last half a season season, we've seen that he's been able to stay on the field and produce at extremely high levels. He is the type of player that is going to win you weeks on a weekly basis. He is the surefire 101. And Dylan, I am so glad that you were able to come to your senses, understand that the Davis tax is not as important as it, as you think it is, and that Hold you up. were willing to get Hold up. Nope, no, Miles no. Sanders, a 24 first, and Rasheed Rice, Don't or Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed. And no, 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 that was a great deal. And shout out to Mike because Mike was the one that really catapulted that deal into fruition. He said, Dylan, I think this is a great deal for you. And now I'm looking – like an absolute freaking genius. And my team is unstoppable because I have the fantasy football goat. So Dylan, no. thank you for contributing to the fund I that is overachievers. We'll never back down from the Davis tax ever again. And I will never listen to Michael Smith again. I will not let him <laughs> sweet talk me into a good deal, quote unquote, with Davis Noemi. There's no chance. Me trading away CMC and watching him put up a four touchdown performance and put up 45 points 
it's just ridiculous. And definitely where my team is right now, we're, we're not going to talk about that sitting at 0 and 4. Oh, we're going um, but, to. Oh, yeah, I'm sure we will. I know we will. Um, but no, I will never, Davis, listen. The Davis tax, it lives on. So if you ever come to my inbox again <laughs> asking for a trade, just know that there is going to be a Davis tax. Just just, just to let you know. Dylan, what I would like to ask you is it, genuinely, at the time, now you're looking, right? Hindsight is always twenty twenty. Did that trade actually make sense when you did it? For your team, did that trade actually make sense? And how deep in depression are you now because of the results of the trade? So it's a twofold question. I want to know, did it actually make sense? And second, how deep in depression are you? Like, can we help pull you out? Is there a way that we can reach down and grab? Do we need to send a package? You know, Such a, yeah. this is a Davis question. It's led no, with a genuine it's a David question, question. then a backhand. It is very much mm-hmm. a David question. So to answer the first part of your question, yes, honestly, it was reasonable at the time. I was getting my first back. I got some young players and with it, um, I, I didn't compromise my ability to still go and compete. Now, obviously, trading away Christian McCaffrey does that. So now to answer the pr- depression question, I'm deep, bro. I'm I'm full tilt. I am in tears, and I'm just watching. I'm literally glued to the screen watching the Niners game and just watching him jump over people, hurdle over this oh, person, God. stiff arm this guy, spin into the end zone. Oh, and they're on the one-yard line. Guess who's going to get that, Christian? I'm just like, come on. Like, it's just insult to injury. So I'm bad. I'm down bad. I am down down bads, as the, some yeah, people like to say. The down team bads. name is bads. Just to give some further context, this was in the offseason. The, the season hadn't started playing. And if you've been a Christian McCaffrey owner, which I was the guy who drafted him in the startup draft, which I would continue to love to bring up because I do miss him. That Christian McCaffrey injury worry is always there. Dylan, you started off the season poorly. I think you would have won this trade still, or at least broken even, if you hadn't have traded away the 2024 first. We talk all the time about picking a direction. You hedged your bets, and then you went all in on a depth play. I think that's where the trade becomes problematic for you. Oftentimes, we try to judge these things in a vacuum, but if you're an owner who doesn't have control of your first and you feel like you're a team that could either make the playoffs or could have a bad break, which this year in fantasy, it feels like every team's having that happen. You, One week you're up, the next you're down. But having your first gives you so much protection because let's, let's put a name to it. Miles Sanders plus Marvin Harrison Jr. plus Brock Bowers. We do a draft lottery system in our league, so maybe Caleb Williams would oh. you then have won the trade? You know, oh, absolutely, I would have. But like, you don't know that. And how was I supposed to know Aaron Rodgers is going to go out there and pop his Achilles, and then Derek Carr is going to go play garbage? I, none of that. No, but that talks this- to Dylan. But that talks to the advice that you've been giving, and that we've all been giving. And we, because we are fantasy football players, and once we get the opportunity to score points, everything changes. But the market changes. changes. The like, yeah, you have like the market changing, but you had control over your pick. You knew that your team was kind of teetering back and forth of, okay, this could be a competitor, but at the same time, one bad blow and I might need to blow it up. But because we had the thrill of possibly, or you had the thrill of possibly, you know, possibly being a competitor this season, you, you literally did not follow your own advice. I and fell so into the I, trap of hope. I fell into the trap mm-hmm. of hope. And that was the biggest that was the biggest thing. And so, you know what? You live with it. But however, I traded him away, right, at an opportune time that I so I thought, Davis, mm-hmm. is there a chance that you trade Christian McCaffrey away at all? And if so, even if you wouldn't, what would be the price that you think would be reasonable to trade him away for? As the value king, keep in mind, you've always said, if you get the right value, you trade him away. But can you put a price to it? A historic season that he's having. Dude, I I genuinely don't know an answer to that question. I'm not selling him for anything. All the tea in China. I I am not selling him for – there is not a package that you could put together because context, I'm a contender who's 4-0 who is not so reliant on him but just having somebody that – dude, he's the safest 20 points you'll ever have in your lineup. You yeah. literally he, – the man had 20 after the first two drives this past game. Like it, you, 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 were, you are so safe with him in your lineup. And yes, you are always going to run the risk, especially with a, with a running back of potential injury – longevity he's 26 turning 27 27 years old so his value is going to depreciate but it's going to depreciate on my team and he is going to retire on my team because as long as he's on the field he is a walking 20 point performance so no because he gives me that upside to win on a week-to-week basis 
Yeah, on the off chance you have CMC as an owner out there and you aren't somehow competing, you can probably get the biggest haul you have ever been able to get for a running back right now. So you maybe should, but Davis, you're chasing a championship. It's not going to happen. I just want to give you some further context. You asked the GOAT question. You guys know me. I'm a bit of a numbers guy. I went in a deep dive. The best season for fantasy football of all time was LaDainian Tomlinson in 2006. Dylan, I remember you in fifth grade had a LaDainian Tomlinson jersey. So he made such an impact. He scored 400 and like an insane amount. I actually did the math because you have to divide 17 games versus 16 games. LaDainian Tomlinson, when he broke fantasy football, had the highest finish of all time. He averaged 28.625 fantasy points per game in half PPR scoring, right? My God. Do you guys want to know what Christian McCaffrey is currently averaging? Probably in the 30s. 29.75 <laughs> fantasy points Jeez. per game in half PPR scoring. So when oh, we yeah. say he's on a historical pace, if you have a McCaffrey owner, you need to ride this all the way to a championship. They're rare when these types of seasons come around. Um, before we move on, McCaffrey is obviously going to be your favorite player this season, Davis. Dylan, I'm going to ask you first. Is there Has there been a favorite player for you um, from a fantasy perspective? Have you ever had a player in one of those seasons? For me, my favorite fantasy player, CMC might be up there the way he finishes, but 2016 David Johnson, that was special for me. <laughs> I rode him to a championship, and David Johnson never did anything for fantasy hardly ever again. I know you're having a rough season this year. Can you think back to happier times and a player who maybe gave that to you? Honestly, I'm going to go Homer. This is an easy one for me. Patrick Mahomes, obviously. The Patrick Mahomes season where he was just MVP, just crushed it. And whenever you, if you had him on your fantasy team, which I had him at the time in a league, you won. Like you were guaranteed a win because he was going to give you a solid QB one to QB five finish pretty much every game. So that was my, and you know, I'm a Red Raider. So I was going to say, to give listeners some context, not only are you a Red Raider, you were there at the same time Mahomes was. You were on cam- campus with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I was. You guys were best friends. Yeah. You guys shared a dorm together. Basically. He still texts you. Oh yeah, Pat. Yeah. We go way back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, the Red Raider history runs deep, Dylan. I love to see it, Dylan. I'm glad we had that moment to connect um, because we're about to talk about a player oh, who we yes. do not connect on, and the ping pong of Justin Fields' value is not just a narrative that has taken over this show. It's taken over the NFL at large. The guy needed to respond, and this week against Denver, he had a fantasy day. Unfortunately, the Bears didn't get the win. I feel fantastic (laughs) about Justin Fields' performance, other than the Bears somehow falling apart and not winning. Dylan, I want you to keep the ball. How good should I feel about Justin Fields? Are you still out after seeing what how he could pass? And by the way, a record number of passing yards, a record number of passing touchdowns, and a record number of completions. Was this enough to change your opinion just a little bit on Justin Fields? No, not at all. Not at all. And, and the reason why, so sticking with the basketball analogy, right? Last week, I dunked on you guys both, right? Completely dunked on you. This week, I'm blocking your shot on the other end. And I'm going back to the other end. I'm about to dunk again, okay? Because the whole thing with Justin Fields is not anything to do with his skill. I know he's a good quarterback and can be a good quarterback. It is his situation. The Broncos are in shambles. So the fact that they did that in the first half, great. What did Justin Fields do in the second half? Absolutely nothing. That's why they lost the game. So I'm still not sold that he's going to, like, great. If you have Justin Fields, listen to me. If you have Justin Fields, Sell him at a premium right now. Do not hope for better days. Do not think he's. What is a premium, Don? Uh, like, honestly, real talk, Josh. What are you? CJ Stroud. Yeah, if I can go and get CJ Stroud, like, if I can, you probably can't. If I can get, I don't even know, Dak Prescott. No, plus. no, but Dak no, Prescott but that's plus. the exact point. That's the exact point that Josh is going to figure. Like, Josh, you go to anybody in our league, and they are still saying, "I don't care." Justin Fields' value is completely. Completely depressed because the first three weeks were so bad. Like at this point, you were really just going to have to ride it till the wheels fall off because the first three weeks were that poor. And yes, I get that his efficiency throwing was better. You're playing against a team that just gave 70 points up the week before. Take a victory lap on that one. No, hold up a second. And I still have somewhere to go with this. He was efficient, threw four touchdown passes, 300 and... But it's never been his skill. That's the thing. It's never been the skill that's the question. And that's... And Dylan, that's the exact point. That is the exact point that I'm going to bring up. He threw 300 
35 passing yards, had four touchdowns through the air, but only contributed 25 yards on the ground. So if you're saying that you're going to bank on his efficiency in the air to stay consistent and he's not going to give you that production on the ground, then Josh, you're just being naive and you know better than that. The guy goes out and does the very thing you criticize he said you, that he can't do, which is throw the ball. And you now point out that he didn't rush enough. Justin Fields, y'all can't, <laughs> y'all can't cut him any break. No. I, Josh, I, Josh, I will say this. Bro. Honestly, Josh, I will say if this. Can, if you can, I would flip Justin Fields for Deshaun Watson. I would go and do that right now because I'd rather build around Deshaun Watson. He, he's not getting I, that deal done. I, listen, I so appreciate this because you guys are just giving me additional clips for at the end of the year for me to further dunk on you. This is why, Davis, you didn't have the diamond hands to hang on to him, and he's still on my team. I'll say it again. For the listeners who don't know, I bought Justin Fields back from Davis last week for Christian Watson and two first. Actually, it was two weeks ago because it was after week two. Justin Fields is going to recoup his value, and I'm going to be able to turn him for a profit because his next four weeks, Washington just gave up 30-plus. Minnesota, I don't even know if they have a defense. Las Vegas and the Chargers. That is the stretch of games you need for a fantasy quarterback to recoup his value. I get it. It's a slow start. And Dylan, the only thing I will say is, yeah, the situation actually really sucks. It seems like the Bears don't know how to coach, dude. I do not know how they lost that game. All they needed to do was win, and I would feel 100% confident. Absolutely. I'm at at 95% confident because we talk about it, and it's debated all the time. Are wins a quarterback stat? I believe that they are. That's why guys like Daniel Jones, who looked atrocious tonight, get long-term contracts. Because if a team can win around them, a franchise can say, okay, they're going to fill seats and we can build. I might be hoping for Justin Fields to change teams at the end of the season. At least I know that on the field, he showed what he hadn't yet, which was his ability to air the ball out in a system that catered to him. We are going to take a quick break and we are going to go through some additional quarterbacks that we've been high or maybe a little too low on when we return. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Each and every Dynasty League is probably going to have unique scoring formats, different ways in which the roster matters. But at the end of the day, the NFL itself is a quarterback-driven league. And so your fantasy teams are going to be quarterback-driven as well. This is especially true in our league of record, the Yacht Club, because we are a two quarterback, you know, forgive me, a super flex league, that is, and quarterbacks are juiced in their scoring. So when the rookie season came around, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, and Bryce Young were hot topics of debate and what their value would be in our league long before this show ever aired. That conversation has carried on to the show and throughout the season. All of us, for different reasons, planted a flag on different guys. 
Famously, I kind of ignored the rookie QBs and was more in on Jordan Love. But after another week of impressive performances, I want to revisit the rookie draft. Dylan, if you were going to start from scratch, this is an easy one for you because he's always been your guy. I believe you're going to have the same answer. How would you rank CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, and Bryce Young for fantasy value at this point throughout the season? Yeah, for me to rank those three, it goes A. Rich, Stroud, and Young. And it's the same reason why from day one, A. Rich has the best situation. He really does. Shane Steichen is the QB whisperer. I don't care what you say. He's done it with Herbert. He did it with Hertz. And now he's doing it with A-Rich. And you're seeing it. Like the situations that A-Rich is put in compared to, I mean, Stroud's doing his thing. Stroud is doing great. But compare A-Rich to, to Bryce. 11 Young. for 25 is great. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's really <laughs> Stroud? good. Stroud? No. Oh, A-Rich? No, he's winning yeah, games yeah. and putting up points. That's why we're here for fantasy, right? He's winning they games lost, right? for job security. No, I think they lost this past week, right? You're right. They no, did lose. Yeah, yeah sorry. No, you're, I'm just clarifying. Right, right. But he put up 33 fantasy points. That's I'll take that in a loss, will you? I think what that's Dylan fair. was speaking to is he's winning you games as a fantasy owner. As a fantasy owner, owner yes. Yeah, that's more so what I was saying. And if you look at him and Bryce Young, who Bryce, I'm worried. It, I'm hitting the panic alarm on Bryce Young. I, it. It's not looking so hot. Definitely not no 4,000-yard season. That's 100% sure. So if you look at Dylan, that, that's why A-Rich has always been number one for me. Before you leave it, how much of a tear break is there? Because they were all grouped together. In, in our league, in a Superflex league, you had Bijan Robinson at the 101, and then you had mm-hmm. two, three, four. That's how it went. Two, three, four on QBs. They're all clumped together. How much of a gap is there between A-Rich and C.J. Stroud? And then alternatively, C.J. Stroud and the bottom of the rookie QBs, Bryce Young. Yeah, I think there's still, at the moment, I would have A. Rich and Stroud in the same-ish. Nah, I take that back. Because if we did the rookie draft again today, I'm taking A. Rich 101, hands down. And then Bijan. And then yeah. Stroud would go off the board. So I, th- I would say there's a slight tear break between those two, but then a significant one um, for Bryce Young at the moment. Davis. I want you to pick it up right here because you were the biggest yeah. Bryce Young believer out of all yeah. of us. In fact, in Yacht Club, you took Bryce Young. Was it at the 102? You took yep, Bijan. You went and got your guy. And you let who is the, the, the man who's becoming, I think, your arch rival in Michael Smith. He's trying to take that title from many other owners in the league as you famously continue to wear the black hat. You love Bryce Young. You made a bold prediction he would pass for 4,000 yards. Is Bryce I, I Young did. just not that guy? Or is it the? Are you going to blame the coaching around him in the situation that he's in? Can he still turn into who you believe he can be? I don't like that you just asked me a question and then answered it for me. So first off, that's extremely rude and a terrible interview process. Don't answer the question for me because yes, I'm going to say I'm frustrated with the situation. Absolutely. And the 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 crazy thing about it is, I was touting his situation as being extremely better than CJ Stroud's. That was my whole reasoning. That was the thought process that went into the room of coaches that he has, um, the quarterback minds that he has around him, especially the offensive minds, expecting them to put him in situations to succeed. I cannot tell you how many times this week that they threw screen passes. His average depth of of, uh, pass attempt is unbelievable right now. And it it seems as though they don't trust him with the reins of the offense. They're trying to put him in positions where they can get – um, easy, simple chunks of yardage, but it's just it's it is not it is not synonymous with fantasy production. As we saw, literally this past week, he had his first game eclipsing 200 yards. Great job, Bryce. Extremely frustrated with my take because it's not even looking like he's going to get to 2,500 passing yards. <laughs> so, Bryce, I'm frustrated. Um, I'm frustrated, but at the same time, I will wrap this up and I'll put a bow on it. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I still absolutely believe in the talent. I think that he is throwing to if, – if you're telling me that his best target is the ghost and the skeleton of Adam Thielen, who is just going to be Mr. Consistent 7 for 70 every single week, that is concerning. If DJ Chark is not able to command targets, if um, you're not able to see all of these other wide receivers – Jonathan start to Mingo. Jonathan yeah, Mingo. Hey, he was hurt. Not stepping up. You need to go get this guy a true weapon. Go get him T. Higgins. Go get him a wide receiver one that can actually take this offense to the next level. But I, I will also say C.J. Stroud looks amazing. I mean, Stroud looks amazing. It's it, I have this. I have the exact same order. A. Rich won just because the opportunity and the points he's going to score on the ground. Literally in the three games that he's played and his first, uh, first three games, two out of the three games he's finished with a top four 
fantasy QB production. I mean, that that is insane to say as like a rookie yeah. QB. And that's the upside deal that I know you were um, f- for sure leaning into. At Screaming the, at, from you know, the rooftops. The yep. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, D- Dylan, you, th- this is a chance for you to take a vi- victory lap. You have already done it. Anthony Richardson looks great. <laughs> He's already done you, it. Yeah. But here's, here's my question. You criticize Fields for a long time because it always comes back to my team. It's what matters <laughs> for n- putting his body in unnecessary situations. Is there not a check and worry about Anthony Richardson's um, kind of health long term? He seems to be putting himself in danger when he runs because while he's been great when he's on the field, he's been off the field at least two of the games from injury, from just, you know, putting his head down and trying to like go get the play. Yeah, I, I'm not worried about it. Yes, it was a little bit concerning to see him injured twice already, but that's coaching. That's just Steichen coaching him up and saying, hey, don't take those hits. Whereas last year with Justin Fields, there was no like, don't take those hits. It was designed runs. Go take the hit for no reason because we already have the first overall pick. So that's the difference. And you saw it like he protected himself a little bit more and you saw him running like he still ran. He was just wiser whenever he ran the ball. So I'm not worried about it. And again, it goes back to coaching to have a guy in your ear coaching you up and you listening to his coaching completely different than a coach that's going to throw you out there and say, go win the game for us. However you think you should do so. Yeah. I mean, speaking of coaches, D'Amico Ryans as the head coach of the Texans, you know, talking about CJ Stroud, very impressive because I did not think that the Houston Texans were going to win three games total on the year. They've just had two impressive victories over the Steelers and the Jags, and they've done it because the thing I love watching about CJ Stroud is they are already trusting him with the offense. They are letting him just chuck it up. They're letting him take chances and take shots downfield. Dylan, you have a piece of that offense in Nico Collins. Well done. He had another great game. CJ Stroud is doing it from the pocket and he's doing it in a way you don't see rookie quarterbacks normally do. He reminds me a lot of Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, where it was it was weird to see how advanced they were with their reads. Um, this young as a rookie. Davis, I want to ask you as the value king, CJ mm-hmm. Stroud, what would you like, not in picks, but let's take a Bryce Young. We talked about this here earlier. What would you have to add to a Bryce Young to convince the CJ Stroud owner, specifically Mike, that is? For him to take Bryce Young plus, how big is that difference? I mean, I wouldn't agree with it. And I, if I have Bryce Young and I need to get up to CJ Stroud, I'd rather just hold and wait for Bryce Young to actually fully mature into the QB I believe him to be. But since you're asking me a question, I'd say it's a first round pick difference. I, I'd yeah. say, I, I, I mean, you're not going to upgrade from Bryce Young, who's struggling to throw over 200 yards. We've only seen four games, but still, C.J. Stroud is airing it out. He, he is airing it out. He's only the second quarterback that we've seen throw for 1,200 yards in his first four games, joining Cam Newton. So to me, that's where I'm like, okay, he's airing the ball out. They are trusting him to do that. So, I mean, to, to try and ask for that price of, of Bryce plus a first, that is justified, but I'm, I'm not necessarily looking to do that. Thankfully, I don't have Bryce Young anymore. I, I don't have to worry about that because I have Jalen Hurts. So, that's <laughs> Fair enough. Speaking of quarterbacks um, that essentially whose value has changed, Zach Wilson, two years ago, he was the 102 in Yacht Club, I believe. And so one of the biggest bust picks in our Dynasty League's history. The Jets certainly are already feeling the same way. But on Sunday Night Football, Zach Wilson showed up, question mark, because he had a pretty impressive performance. I want to know from you, at least from a fantasy perspective, he showed some signs of life. And more importantly, Garrett Wilson, Davis, who you have, was hyper-targeted. He didn't get in the end zone, but he still was able to produce. Were you encouraged by what you saw from Zach Wilson? Is this a progression that's going to kind of trickle down and help the other fantasy options in in New York? Or was this a flash in the pan? I'm excited because they play against Denver's defense next week. So let's let's put the wheels up for the Jets offense yeah. next oh. week. That is true. <laughs> the wheels he's up. To look like Tom Brady out there. Oh, he's gonna look like Tom Brady. And then after that, I am absolutely selling for the <laughs> highest value that I can get. Zach Wilson. It, it's so funny be, because you see the broadcast and they are literally rooting for him. They're like, you know, he can throw the ball. I truly believe he can throw the ball. Did you see that throw? He threw the back shoulder. That's a surprisingly good throw. Like, it, it's the so bar sad. The has never been lower. The yeah. bar has never been lower. Um, so, no, I, I'm not buying into that his value is significantly rising. Um, I may have sent, like, a low ball 
offer of a third round for him. But I mean, that's not going to get a starting quarterback in the league currently. And I get that. But Garrett Wilson, talk talk about the important things and the player that I actually care about on that team. It was amazing to see him hyper targeted. They, you could see that they were obviously scheming to get him the ball. They're the best player on the team, get the ball in his hands. But at the same time, yard per target is 4.29 yards per target. And yeah, he's getting 14 targets, but that's only resulting in 60 yards. So I, I'm not buying into he's going to be a superstar wide receiver this year. I'm still holding on to hope and not trading him away low, even though everybody keeps trying to scour him from me and and get him for you know the lowest price possible just because he's he does not have the upside with with like Zach Wilson. So encouraged by targets, not hopeful for the ceiling. Yeah, they've got to be downfield targets for them to really make a difference. Dylan, on Garrett Wilson, we we talked a lot about him in the offseason. He he was entering that tier of Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. Davis has had some major hits throughout his <laughs> roster. No doubt this season in terms of value, no doubt you can relate. When you're chasing a championship, it's going to happen. Garrett Wilson, if if Aaron Rodgers comes back, you owned Garrett Ro- Aaron Rodgers and you traded him to me. I'm waiting for a year to come back. Does Aaron Rodgers re-elevate Garrett Wilson if he comes back for uh, a second year with the Jets. I, I don't even want to call it a second year because it, he didn't have, he had four his, plays. His with first him. year, his re-first year. Yeah, but if he <laughs> if he actually plays for the Jets next year, does Garrett Wilson go back up to that, that you know, astronomical value? Uh, yes, and here's why. I think he has a much stronger finish to the season. We were just talking about Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's another one of those guys that I think is a victim of coaching because he got drafted underneath Robert Sala. Robert Sala is not an offensive coach. And they didn't, they haven't had a consistent offensive coordinator in there. And he was a developmental guy who they put in there to go right away. And we've known, we've seen that that doesn't work. So I'm not saying Zach Wilson's the next coming of Aaron Rodgers is not what I'm saying either, but I do think he'll get better. And that defense is just nasty, right? The Jets defense is, is dirty. So if, if Zach Wilson can play with the confidence of not having to worry about winning the game for them and just making solid completions, we saw that Garrett Wilson could do that with a Zach Wilson with a Mike White with Joe those Flacco, guys, Joe Flacco, yeah. right? So yes, I think he'll have a better end of the season. And then as soon as Aaron Rodgers gets back, I think Garrett Wilson's value will go right back up because we know the caliber of player that he is. His talent didn't just disappear when Aaron Rodgers popped his Achilles. So I, you know, I think that he'll retain that value someday. Yes. You know, here's the thing. Someday is the key. Davis, I'm a tanking team. I can yes. afford a year off. I already have Aaron Rodgers. Let's maybe give the viewers you know, a live trade live negotiation. negotiation. Let's wow. maybe let's maybe get a deal oh. done here. I, Garrett Wilson fits my timeline, right? But he does. He's going to probably be a wide receiver, a mid wide receiver too, like he was last year, rest of season. You don't need that. You need liquid capital to make sure that if you have another bad injury, you can go buy the player you need to make a championship run. And I also want to remind you, Davis, Dylan's not rooting for you to go win the championship on the show. I have been considering it. That if we true. were to get a Garrett Wilson trade done, I would be fully in the camp of Davis so slash funny. David. Oh, my gosh. oh, I would be your biggest bandwagon fan. And so what I'm proposing, Davis, is not merely a trade. It's an olive branch to a long – yeah, oh, a relationship that we could start. So what would I have to do? You know how many 25 firsts I have. What would I have to come up off of in order to attain the rights to Mr. Garrett Wilson? And I, I love the way that you just asked that because this is a great tip for those that are in any trade negotiation. If somebody comes to you for a player and they ask, what is the price? You say, make an offer. Don't name a price because you could be selling yourself low. And then if somebody- Retweet. If, if I were to say to somebody, or say that Josh asked me that uh, of first and a second, done, deal. If I were to say to him, too late first, done, deal. But no, I want to see what is the market that you value Garrett Wilson at? And then we'll then go from there. So Josh, I then pawn that back off to you. What would you offer for Garrett Wilson? Yeah, I have something right now that is, you know, let's talk about scarcity. You know, I'm a bit of a history nut. De Beers has made diamonds, De Beers, the diamond company, made them valuable by making it seem like they were super, super scarce. It's a whole thing. You can go look it up. De Beers diamonds, crazy whole thing. Someone in our league has done that with 24 firsts. They have hoarded them to where there's so few out there right now there's this illusion that they're rare. But you know that owner, Davis, they're not actually the illusion of being rare. They're rare. I was able to get a 24 first when I traded away Quentin Johnston to the Chargers owner. I was able to get that done. Let's start the deal. That would be included. And here's what's valuable about that, Davis. I think it could be a lottery pick. 
And I'm going to give you a chance already with a super team. Maybe you end up with Caleb Williams. What's that worth to you? How much does that get you going to oh, part with the, the rights of a wide receiver too? I just, Josh, it's interesting, right? Agent. So that is an amazing point, And I'm glad that you brought that up. So you do that 24 first. Mind you, I, I'll, I'll just throw things out there. I, I already have a deal in place right now. We're talking Pacheco and 224 first. Granted, they're later wow. firsts. So they're not super intriguing to me. It's like, uh, I'm kind of pawning it off. Josh, what I would say to you is that 24 first and the choice of your 225 first would be my price for Garrett Wilson because they're two years out. Um, so that, so that three total accept. firsts. Correct. Hmm. I think that's me buying at his ceiling, assuming he sure. reaches it. And as much as I love Aaron Rodgers and want to believe in him, he showed in four plays that it couldn't happen. We could go back and forth a little bit further. I'll counter once. And then if we can't get it done, no worries. We'll move along. What about 24 first? I, I believe I have a second in there. I have a lot of picks. I'm sorry. I can't keep track of them at all. Um, and then a, a pretty, I would give, I would give you two firsts. I would give you, yeah, I would give you a first, a second and one first and 25, but it would be a higher rated 25 first. We're going from choice beef to prime beef. I would give you someone like a, well, you know the name, some of the guys that would be lottery. Sure. So, so let me make 25. sure I heard this correct. You would give him the 24 first, a mm-hmm. second and a 25 first of his choice? To be negotiated, a reasonable 25 first. Okay. I'm not going to give him my worst 25 firsts. Okay. That is not at all a bad counter. Um, oh, you throw in Jake Ferguson and we have a deal. Uh, Jake Ferguson's a little too much. I feel like I'm paying for a superstar that isn't a superstar right now. Um, okay, well, I think it's a good whoa. offer. Ladies and gentlemen, you just saw a deal fall <laughs> through the cracks over <laughs> Jake Ferguson. Flew by. Jake Ferguson. Wow. Nah, I, you got to make money in the margins, and I'm sure we'd still have to negotiate the 25 first. So you know the listen, Dallas tight ends are disposable. There's like four of them. Like listen, four I don't want to. I don't want to spend too much time Is on Blake Jake Jarwin Ferguson. still there. <laughs> no, Blake Jarwin never did what Jake Ferguson is doing for an extended period of time. No, to be honest, I have second. I have reservations about two firsts and a second for for a wide receiver that doesn't have a long term quarterback in play. So I already feel like I'm stretching it to try to make it happen. That's why even adding anything more, is, it's going to fall through anyway. Um, listen, we tried, we failed. There will be other olive branches we can extend, and I reserve the right to still root against you, and that is almost just as important. We are going to go below deck even further when we come back. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. 
Already in this show, Davis and I having a live negotiation discussing a wide receiver's value. Guys, I'm beginning to wonder, we've talked about it before, Mike has been cross-examined. He's been investigated for maybe having a little bit of too much NFL inside knowledge because he always seems a day early on making player trades. Mike made our show doc. He, I think he might be trying to be a shadow producer to help his fantasy team because what he wrote was, check out below deck, Davis keeps trying to lowball me for Puka Nakua. <laughs> Davis, I don't know the offer. I don't know if it's a lowball, but I think, like, is Mike just trying to get me, like, is he using me to help knock you down a peg to get a, a, a reasonable price or for Puka Nakua? I, he's, he's got a more than reasonable price. And I'll say what his, like, lowball offer was. And I, it's, it's been on the show where I've told you guys I've offered him a 24 first, correct? And yeah. you both were like, he should take that. I said, I agree. He hasn't, and Puka Nakua has continued to blow up and continued to score. What, Josh? Did what? I say? Did I say take a twenty-four first? I, did, I don't think I said that. I don't know if I. Dylan, I I'm pretty did. sure that you both. Yeah, I I'm pretty sure did. you both did. You, Josh, yeah, it's okay. yeah, yeah. No, you no, said a twenty-five sorry. first. You called him Travis Fulgham. You did call him Travis. <laughs> that has Fulgham. no re- Okay, okay. Whoa. Okay, guys. You know what? Jeez, dude. Where did that even come from? I'm like, Just, you both said yes. You said he's Travis Fulgham. Like, good <laughs> God, dude. <laughs> Oh, I just want to point out, I, I've oh, been, okay. I've been right. a little bit more in on the ascension of Puka Nakua, but I will okay. say after week one, if you would ask, have you had said 24 first, I probably would have said yes. You said 25 sure. first. So, I was like, eh. I didn't say 25, but it's fine. Um, so I, I, I said 24 first. Um, he said no to that. I said, okay. Puka could then continue to produce at a high level. So then I send him because he had, he had ta- we had talked about Cortland Sutton in a different deal. Cortland Sutton, 24 first, a third rounder that he gave me for free. We're not even going to talk about that because he was tilting and trying to win a game and traded me Clyde Edwards Hilaire and a, uh, I think it was Dylan, it was your third and your own four. So that might be yeah. an early third, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Drick yeah. McKinnon. So, I mean, that was a great trade. I, I appreciate charity. Um, so try to throw that third round in there. So Cortland Sutton, no. 24 first. No, we're going to pause. How do you just do we're that? We're going to pause on How that. How are you going to backhand yeah, me the and then go back with the same hand and slap Mike? Like, sorry, guys. How did you? Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, sorry. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Dylan, I want right. to pass to you because this is a level of gamesmanship. To give context. I haven't even finished the trade. But. No, wait, but you you brought up Jarek McKinnon and Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and I'm not oh. going to let people think that the Yacht Club is a charity league. We'll talk about Puka <laughs> again. We've had this happen. Mike was in a matchup where he needed, what, six, seven points on Sunday Night Football mm-hmm. to win it. He had Clyde Edwards-Alaire and a third, but he thought Jarek McKinnon had a better chance at a touchdown. So right before the game, he trades you Clyde and a third for Jarek McKinnon. It was wise on your part, Davis, because who was he playing? One of your biggest competitors and one of the maybe three or four teams that poses a threat in playoffs for seeding. So I thought it was savvy gamesmanship on both of you. I'm not going to let you say it was charity. Dylan, you agree with me. It was a savvy trade by both sides. Yes, and Davis knew what he was doing. That is the thing. You knew what you were doing. He You're, came to me for the deal. He came to me for yes, the deal. Don't you say what it's you my were fault. Doing. Davis, I'm not saying it's your fault, but you knew what you were doing. You were very calculated. You would not have made a mood just for charity. There's no way that you would do that. That is a no, Gary I, Davis. I was saying that he was giving charity to me. No, I, I was saying that it, that it was a free third round pick. I mean, I mean that, that no. is true. But the, that it, is true. That was a free it, third it benefited round pick. You, it benefited you in two ways. If he wins that matchup, that's good for you, number one. Number that's two, I also that's have why that he did the pick. deal. That's why he did yeah. the deal. Because yeah. it's yeah. a win-win. So, Getting back to Puka, Puka, please, dear Lord. 24 first, (laughs) Cortland Sutton, third round pick, fourth round pick. Those picks really don't matter. Mike was like, no chance. I was like, okay, I get it. So then he he then comes to me and he's like, you want to know what it's going to take? It's going to take two firsts. And I'm like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Like, like, and so I put the deal, I put the deal in his inbox. It's a 24 and a 25 first. A 24 first and a 25 first. Um, both projected mid to late, but still two first nonetheless. And he he's like, wow, I don't know how I'm going to turn that down. And it sat in his inbox for two hours and he said he's going to sleep on it. So that's where we're at. Dylan, wow. I know how you feel about that. Two first for Puka Nakua. But I mean, the value is not crazy off because he's wide receiver 12 on KTC, which is just absolutely insane. Asinine. That is asinine. Honestly, I would have accepted that trade and gone to sleep like a baby. I would have slept like a baby. Two first or a 24 first. I'm still taking that for Puka Nakua. 
Like I said, I believe I said this last week, give me Keon Coleman, a shot at Keon Coleman. Give me a shot at Xavier Leggett, Xavier Worthy, any of those guys, Malik Neighbors, a shot at those guys over Pukunakua. And I think Pukunakua is a good receiver. I'm not saying that he's bad. Cooper Cup is still on that team. And the long-term outlook of Matthew Stafford on the team, I'm, I, I don't think is, it's, is a thing. So I yeah. don't think, go ahead. No, 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 that's really good. I, you lost me for a second. I was going to disagree with you hard, but the Matthew Stafford point, I just turned down a trade for Garrett Wilson because what is Aaron Rodgers' future? We've yeah. seen how a quarterback affects a wide receiver's value. Puka Nakua is having literally the best four-game start a rookie wide receiver can have. Not just statistically, impact on the team. He just caught the game-winning catch over the Colts with Anthony Richardson, whom you love, to seal it for the Rams. It looks like he's going to be a staple on that team for years to come. But Matthew Stafford, that does make it interesting, Dylan, because if you can get two firsts off of only a four-game sample size, no matter yes. what happens, you, you you almost guaranteed to break even on the trade unless he becomes Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase. Davis, Which, do you feel yeah, that's yeah, that. any at all in the range of outcomes <laughs> for him? No, I don't see a way that he has a Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase type of career arc. But I do think that we could see him be, you know, the next Amon Ross St. Brown. I, I know we talked about this before. Who was the next Amon Ross St. Brown this year? We said Christian Watson. It probably was Puka Nakua all along, and we just had no idea. And it's yeah, crazy because it's true for Mike to have the opportunity to get two firsts, a 24 first and a 25 first, for a player that he spent the 408 on in the rookie draft. That is literally free money, and he's not taking it because he believes in the player. Maybe he'll change his mind tomorrow, but most likely – Based on Dylan's reaction, I probably won't do Pukunikua for a two first. So sorry, Mike. Dylan Honestly, that you. was such a generous offer. I just, yes, like I Thank said, you. I, a single 20. Thank honestly, you. Davis, like bravo, because that was a, that's a fair offer. It is asinine that you would not immediately smash accept that, even with the 25 first. Josh, you're telling me yeah. that you would think about it as well? No, I just, I'm not saying, I, I actually agree with you. I, I think that the price is right if you want to sell him. But the, he's a rookie wide receiver having a historic run. Mike gets to maybe have his cake and eat it too. He's kind of one of those middle of the road teams because yep. Mike has famously said like, I'll never tank. I need to also <laughs> get younger and get my picks back. So I don't think Puka Nakua's value is going to disappear either if he tapers off. But I, I will say this. If he was trying to sell Puka, you absolutely should take that deal because how much higher can he really go? Maybe another first? And that's him but becoming a Jamar. Right. No. no one. And who's going to so pay that? If, he, if he's trying to get a 24 and a 25 first and get picks back, he should take that deal because it's a Josh, more than fair offer. Like, you I agree. literally, you were just saying that you wouldn't do three firsts for Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. Correct. And you would, you even said you hesitated on doing a first and a second. Right or no? Sorry, first, first, first in a second. I am gonna admit you're convincing me right now. I am I am losing an argument because when you brought up <laughs> Matthew Stafford, I was like, man, that's real. Like, uh, but I trust Sean McVay though. That's that's the other thing. The system that he's in is really good, and you know Baker in limited work when he went to the Rams showed that there was fancy production. So maybe I trust Sean McVay. Maybe that's where I'm a little bit like I don't know. Maybe that's my hesitation. You've talked about coaching all the time, right? Yeah. How important who's, it is. Yeah. Who's to say Sean McVay's still there? He was already almost an outer after Stafford was gone and Donald's gone. So I'm just saying there's a lot of ambiguity in the future. And so if I can yeah. get two first value for a Pukunakua, absolutely. And I, if I don't know if anyone's sending that, if I can get a first and a second, a 24 first and a second, absolutely. Maybe I might even do it for just a 24 first because I want a shot at next year's receivers over Pukunakua. Davis, I'll ask this. Is it harder to get a deal done with Mike because of the arch nemesis style? Like you guys have been battling in the chat a little bit. Like you got under his skin a few times. Like you were giving him the full Davis David experience. Do you think he's giving you like an extra dose of the Davis tax? Because I do think the more that Dylan talks about it, most owners in his position being a younger team would probably accept that offer. Yeah, and I don't think anyone in our league with the league dynamic is paying two first for Pukunikua. With that being said, I think things have been more difficult for us to do deals because of all the amount of times that he has overpaid to me. So I think he wants to feel the love in return, and I think he wants to feel like I'm overpaying for things, um, which I get that. You know, you scratch my back, I got to scratch yours, but there's a certain extent that I'm willing to go to. And dude, I sent him two first for it. And he has not accepted. So it's not like it's not like I've backed out. The man literally denied it. So it's like, what more could you want? Oh, but, wait, hey. he denied it? You didn't no, you didn't return he, it. He he didn't accept it. 
And we're, he's going to bed. I, I'm not going to uh, let the deal. Just I'm so, so excited. Yeah, I'm so excited on Thursday's episode when we dive back in to find out whether or not this was a fabrication, which <laughs> oh, is no, not no, a lie. Guys, hold on a second. Hold on a second. No, I did not say he denied it. I said I offered it. You literally run the tape back. I think you said he denied it. You you said he rejected it. Guys, I did not say he rejected it. I did not. The listeners are laughing so hard because they heard you. Hold up a second. I said, guys, I said he did not accept it. Let's clarify that. I said he did not accept it. Davis, I have a new idea. I have talked about how a used car salesman has been waiting for you. I was completely wrong. Regardless of how you feel on either political party, no matter where anyone lines up, White House press secretary, you would dominate. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I don't recall at this time. You and the media are getting it incorrect. It's not my fault. Oh, my I'm saying that unilaterally. Gracious. I'm excited. I'm excited to check back in on Thursday and find out just how serious this trade got and maybe hear from Mike as to what the negotiations actually look like. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Dynasty Exchange. We will check in with you guys. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount+, Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.